Dear friend, thank you for joining us today. This is a new life program coming to you from Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Stay tuned in order to catch the exciting segments and items that are about to come your way. I'm your presenter, Samuel Mahangi. On today's Bible slot, we'll be having Brother Steve Rundu talk about God's covenant with creation. The health segment will be brought to us by Msavim Tesh, and today she'll talk about tinnitus. As usual, you have marvelous tunes to spiritually lift you up. Let us listen to a song, Come Lord Jesus, by faith for today. Come Lord Jesus, we need you. Life is full of suffering. Here below There'll be smiles on every side. When our mind and our eyes are open, when the lame leap for joy, come, Lord Jesus, we pray. Come, Lord Jesus. We need you. Life is full of misery here below. Sweet. 
hope that you've liked that song by Faith for today. Let us now give room to Msavim Teshi with the health segment. Stay tuned. listener, welcome to our program Health Nuggets. Our topic for today is tinnitus or ringing in the ears. Ringing in the ears is a condition in which a person hears noise. It is a common problem affecting almost one in every five adults. It is not a disease but rather the symptom of some underlying condition. At times, others standing near you can also hear the noise. This objective noise can be caused by turbulent blood flow through blood vessels that have become abnormal because of problems such as high blood or by the ballooning of an artery, which amplifies the sound of your heartbeats. It can occasionally be caused by a slow-growing tumor involving blood vessels and nerves or by the spasm of the muscles located near your ear, causing bursts of sharp clicking noises. At other times, only you yourself can hear the noise. This subjective noise includes ringing, buzzing, roaring, clicking, whistling or hissing. The noise can vary in pitch from a low-pitched roar to a high-pitched squeal and you may hear it in either one ear or in both. At times, the noise can be so loud that it interferes with your ability to concentrate or to hear actual sound. It may be present all of the time or it may come and go. Although it can be bothersome, ringing in the ears usually does not signal a life-threatening disease and many people find that it lessens with appropriate treatment. The most common cause of ringing in the ears is an excessive buildup of earwax. Earwax normally protects your ear by keeping out dirt and preventing the excessive growth of bacteria in your ear canal. If the wax builds up too much, however, it can completely block the ear canal and harden, becoming hard to remove and causing irritation of the eardrum and a hearing loss. As hearing becomes worse, ringing may result. A head injury can also cause ringing. Still, other causes include exposure to extremely loud noises such as lawn mowers and chainsaws. Noise exposure produces a high-pitched ringing or buzzing that lasts several hours before it resolves. If the noise also has caused a hearing loss, the ringing may be permanent. Medicines, especially some antibiotics, cancer medicines, malaria drugs and high-dose aspirin can cause a continuous high-pitched ringing in both ears, while tumors of the nerves cause a continuous high-pitched ringing in only one ear. If you are experiencing ringing in your ears that has become severe enough for you to seek medical attention, your doctor will sit to you in a soundproof room wearing earphones through which will be played specific sounds into one ear at a time. Your ability to hear will be judged against hearing levels considered normal for your age. Your doctor will also ask you to move your eyes, clench your jaw and move your neck, arms and legs. If the ringing proves to be the symptom of a treatable condition, appropriate treatment will be started to cure the problem. You may need to have earwax removed. Possibly, you may need medicine to lower your blood pressure or even an operation to remove slow-growing nerve and blood vessel tumour. If treatment cannot completely eliminate the ringing, your doctor may prescribe medicine specifically designed to reduce the severity of the ringing or adjust the medicines you take. Many people experience a hearing loss along with the ringing in their ears and hearing aids may provide relief from the ringing by amplifying incoming speech sounds, making the ringing less noticeable. 
You can make some lifestyle adjustments to make your symptoms less bothersome. Avoiding exposure to things such as the loud noises of the nicotine and cigarettes that make your ringing worse is usually helpful. In a quiet setting, a fan, soft music or low-volume radio static may help mask the noise. Because stress often makes ringing of the ears worse, relaxation therapy by feedback or exercise can sometimes offer relief. Alcohol dilates your blood vessels and increases blood flow through abnormal vessels. This can make ringing worse, so it may be helpful to stop drinking alcohol. You may ask, what can you do to prevent you developing a ringing in your ears in the first place? Avoid, as much as possible, the known risks for ringing in the ears. Exposure to loud noise can damage the nerves in your ears, causing both ringing and hearing loss. So if you use a chainsaw, firearms such as pistols or shotguns, or if you work at a job where you're exposed to loud machinery, wear over-the-ear hearing protection. Long-term exposure to loud noise such as amplified music with no ear protection or listening to music at high volume through headphones can cause hearing loss and ringing. So when you listen to loud music, wear hearing protection or turn down the volume. Finally, blood vessel problems can cause ringing in your ears, so take steps to keep your blood pressure normal and your blood vessels healthy. That means eating right and getting regular exercise. Generally speaking, anything that improves your health will also decrease the ringing in your ears, and a healthy diet along with regular exercise will help lower your weight, lower your blood pressure and cholesterol levels, and it will improve your health in general. Typically, people who are overweight will notice less ringing as they return to more normal weight. Also, stop smoking. Stimulants such as tobacco raise your blood pressure and in scientific studies have linked tobacco to an increased risk for developing ringing in the ears. We were created with a sophisticated and sensitive hearing mechanism that can serve us faithfully our entire lives if we take the basic and reasonable steps necessary to avoid damaging that delicate mechanism. Health Nuggets is written by Dr. Richard Yukel, a medical doctor working in the United States. The medical views expressed in this program are his and may differ for your particular health needs. If you need medical advice, please consult a medical professional in your area. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for being with us. Remember to send us the views, comments, or questions about this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 42276, code 00100, Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awr at ek.adventist.org. I'll be back after this track, Come My York is Easy, by Faith for Today.
Quench a spiritual thirst as he talks about God's covenant with creation. Be blessed. God's covenant with creation. We will read from Genesis chapter 8 from verse 21 all the way to chapter 9 verse 17. The Lord smelled the pleasing aroma and said in his heart, Never again will I cast the ground because of man, even though every inclination of his heart is evil from childhood, and never again will I destroy all things, creatures, as I have done, as long as the earth endures seed time and harvest, Cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night will never cease. God's covenant with Noah starts from chapter 9. Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in the number of, and fill the earth. 
The fear and the dread of you will fall upon all the beasts of the earth and all the birds of the air, upon every creature that moves along the ground and upon all the fish of the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you, just as I gave you the green plants, I will now give you everything. But you must not eat meat that its lifeblood is still in it. And for your lifeblood I will surely demand an accounting. I will demand an accounting from every animal and from each man too. I will demand an accounting for the life of his fellow men. Whoever sheds the blood of man, by man shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God has God made man. As for you, be fruitful and increase in number. Multiply on the earth and increase upon it. Then God said to Noah and to his sons, With him I now establish my covenant with you and with your descendants after you, and with every living creature that was with you, the birds, the livestock, and all the wild animals, all those that came out of the ark with you, every living creature on earth. I establish my covenant with you. Never again will I, law life, be cut off by the waters of a flood. Never again will there be a flood to destroy the earth. And God said, This is the sign of the covenant. I am making between me and you and every living creature with you a covenant of all generations to come. I have set my rainbow in the clouds, and it will be the sign of the covenant between me and the earth. Whenever I bring clouds over the earth and the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will remember my covenant between me and you and all living creatures of every kind. Never again will the waters become a flood to destroy all life. Whenever the rainbow appears in the clouds, I will see it and remember the everlasting covenant between God and all living creatures of every kind on the earth. So God said to Noah, This is the sign of the covenant I have established between me and all life on the earth. God's covenant with creation. Genesis chapter 8, verse 21 and to 22, we get to listen in God's responses to Noah's sacrifice. After blessing Noah and his family, God repeats in 9 verse 11 Genesis, his pledge from Genesis 8 verse 21. He follows up by establishing a physical sign to remind people forever of his everlasting promise. God responded to Noah's burnt offerings by covenanting with Noah, his descendants, and every living creature in a divine oath to sustain and preserve creation. Comments Stewardship theologian Ronald E. Vallet that God's covenant with Noah had a universal dimension. It was unconditional, it was unilateral and everlasting, and it included all vassal dimensions in it. It was unconditional, and it included all people. Because it was made apart from all before Israel, it is upheld independent of the community of faith of Israel. God's covenant with Noah made other covenants possible. Veteran Bible expositor J. Alec Mortier reflects on the covenant and signs. If in the world, as constituted before the flood, there had been such a thing as rainbow, the Lord here took the family and filled it with new meaning just as later he will do with bread and wine. But the world translated rainbow is actually bow, the weapon. 
It is as if the Lord was saying, See, the war is over. I have hung up my bow. And ever after, as soon as a threat loomed, Noah saw, too, the sign, that no ultimate threat could again touch him, the Lord has promised. Violet recalls, Only twice in my life have I seen a complete double rainbow unbroken from horizon to horizon. The two rainbows have taken on a new meaning for me. The primary rainbow is to remind God of the promise of care and concern. The secondary rainbow, subdued and inevitably related to the primary rainbow, speaks to me of our human care. And humans have a responsibility toward the non-human recipients of God's promise of care for the earth and all its inhabitants. That is, as per Genesis chapter 1 and chapter 2 and also Hosea chapter 2 verse 18. As an addendum to this Genesis account, Mortier notes that in Noah humanity had a new start, a second chance. This is why Genesis 9 verse 1 all the way to 7 echoes the account of Eden. Genesis 1 also verse 28. But suddenly, Noah with standing grace was still a sinner, the founder of a new humanity. And like his father Adam, he was only able to have sons in his own likeness. And Hamilton writes in Paradise Lost, So it will remain till one greater man restore us and regain the blissful seat. Here are the points to think about. Point number one. What part of the covenant mentioned in this passage relates to the world today? Point number two. How does God's covenant affect the way you respond to your earthly care and responsibility? Point number three. What does Hosea 2 verse 18 tell you about the future of this earth? There are points to think about and to act on. And the major point that I bring to you is that what can you do today to respond to the covenantal promises outlined in this passage? And there are there any changes you need to make in your lifestyle to become a more responsible steward of the earth? Let us all pray to God that he can make us good stewards by reflecting back on this covenant that he gave unto his creation. Let us pray. Father who art in heaven, we thank you, Lord, for your covenant. We thank you for your promises through that covenant and the sign of the covenant. Lord, we only ask that you help us do our part of the covenant so that, Lord, we can become good stewards to this earth. For we have prayed all this, trusting and believing in the mighty name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. for making Adventist World Radio a favorite station. It has been great and I hope through the masses of God you'll join me next time. Don't forget to send us your thoughts concerning this program. Send them to the producer, Adventist World Radio, PO Box 42276-00100 Nairobi, Kenya. Our email address is awrnairobi at ek.adventist.org. I've been a presenter, Samuel Mang. Until then, stay safe, stay blessed. Come, Lord Jesus, we need you.
Life is full of suffering here below. Blessed Savior, calling thee. 